On this episode, we're going over the five ways, the only five ways that real estate agents can get new clients. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 248 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Brome, and we've got a short and sweet episode today. We're going to talk about simplicity, all right? You're, you're looking for new ways to attract clients and business. There's really only five ways. There's only five. There, there aren't 73 different ways. There's literally only five ways that any business can attract customers. Now, once you pick one of those, then you can dive into you know how that's done, and that's where you can overcomplicate shit. We'll talk about that a little bit. I was inspired to do this episode when I was listening to another podcast uh, just the other day. It was an Ed Milet podcast. Alex Hormozy was the guest. This podcast, uh, let's see, it came out back in early August of 2022 called Unlocking Secrets to Business Growth with Alex Hormozy. If you guys don't follow Alex Hormozy on Instagram, I highly recommend it. I think his handle is at Hormozy. He's one of the, the smartest, most thoughtful business minds I've ever met. And the dude's like 32 years old. When I say met, I haven't personally met him, but you know, that I know of, that I'm aware of um, online. I learned so much from Hormozy, it's ridiculous, and I, I recommend you guys follow. But uh, he he mentioned the five ways that businesses get, get customers, and I started thinking, first off, is that true? And then if it is true, how is that different for realtors, if at all? I realized it's not different. It's the same. It's just certain things we do or certain options available to us as realtors are different than if you're a dentist or a restaurant or you know, uh, a clothing store. So we're going to dive into that today, guys. Before we get started, if you are brand new to this show, welcome. My name is Dustin Brome, an agent in Salt Lake City, Utah. I've been an agent for just over 11 years now, and I am a marketer who sells homes. I love everything about marketing and social media and getting business and attracting clients. I also have really leaned into and uh, and fallen into this passion of helping agents become more profitable. I believe that profit means so much more to an agent than production. The production numbers can be very misleading. When you hear that a certain team has sold, uh, you know, three hundred million dollars in sales, what if they're only make like what if only five percent of that's profit? If they're even profitable, guys, it it's amazing how many of these large teams that a lot of us look up to is like, oh my gosh, they're doing so well. They're not even profitable. They're literally operating in the red. Some of the reasons for that you're going to hear about today. Okay, One of the five ways that you can get customers, some people uh, focus way too heavily on, and it can cause a lack of profitability. So uh, it's another reason why I wanted to talk about this today. It's important for you to know whether you're a brand new agent or you're a solo agent, you're just starting to grow, and or maybe you're crushing it and you're trying to figure out how do I scale, how do I leverage other people, how do I get more deals done without you personally doing them. All of that's great. You're in the right place. This is a hell of a conversation. Um, before we get started, though, I was on my uh, every week. We do a, a call with my team, all of my uh, the, the massive agent team, and we were talking about we were talking about um, 
you know, all the changes that are happening economically with the interest rates being, uh, you know, rate, geez, I can't even talk with the interest rates going up. When you guys hear this, when this episode drops on Thursday, the federal reserve will have made a decision on interest rates the day prior. So on Wednesday, the day before this episode's released, the fed has already decided how much they're going to raise the federal funds rate. Is that half a percent? Is it three quarters or is it a full percentage point? And that decision is going to affect us as agents dramatically. But what's super important is, is that we, is that you learn how, how is it going to affect you? But more importantly, if you don't want it to negatively affect you, you need to learn what these rate increases and what it causes to happen, what it actually means to your buyers and sellers. Anyone that you know who's wanting to buy investment property this year, should they not? Should they wait? What, you know, how should they change their, their plans? Somebody that wants to sell the house, what should they do based on what's about to happen with interest rates and consumer sentiment and, and all of this? Like Some of our team members are saying crazy shit, and some of you guys are seeing it in, in your markets, but one of our, our agents in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, he said for the first time in his career, he's having listings sit on the market for over a week. He's usually sold literally every listing the first day. Maybe one took like four or five days, but he's having listings sit on the market. And when he mentioned this, agents from Florida, Kansas City, Seattle, uh, there were a bunch of others that were like, yep, we're seeing that too. Homes are sitting on the market. And it's not necessarily the interest rate itself. It's people think it's a shitty time to buy a house. When people think it's a shitty time, they're not going to. So consumer sentiment is absolutely key. All right. Now, to understand all this, you've got to educate yourself. And I highly recommend you guys go to Keeping Current Matters. Uh, or your local MLS, or follow some of these other great real estate agent or even uh, mortgage influencers on social who do a great job of not just reading the headlines, but deciphering it for consumers. Okay, here's the headline the Fed raises the federal funds rate to this. What does that actually mean? If mortgage rates go up, what does it mean? If inflation goes up, what does that mean? How should you change your behavior? How should that affect your plans to buy or sell or invest or hold or whatever? You've got to get really good at that. And it starts with education and keeping current matters is the best in the game. They not only decipher what the hell the news means, but they give you graphs. And so anytime I'm trying to like learn a concept or learn how to communicate it to clients, keeping current matters is fantastic. Um, they're just the best in the game. So check them out. And then also right now, some agents are a little slower. Um, there's, and I don't mean mentally. Okay. What I mean is it's not as hot. Maybe you're not as busy. There aren't as many people to work with. You're, you have fewer buyers to work with right now. And so a lot of agents are wisely spending the time dialing in their systems, getting everything laid out. And I asked my team, I was like, who are you using for your CRM? There's a lot of people using KV core because within our brokerage, they provide that for free. Um, but most people are also using follow-up boss. And it's really cool to see how many agents have taken advantage of the 30-day free trial that they're giving to you guys. They, they give a 30-day free trial, no credit card required. They don't even ask for it to listeners of the show. And it's really cool to see how many have taken advantage of it, even though they're given a free tool like KV Core. They're like, I keep hearing follow-up boss kicks ass. So they try the 30-day trial and I, a large percentage of them have actually continued to use it. They're, they're like, okay, this is great. I'm going to use this now, even though they're given 
KV Core, which is a great solution in and of itself. So that speaks volumes. I highly recommend you guys go check out Follow Up Boss, get the 30-day free trial, leave your card, don't need it. Just go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash followupboss, take advantage of that, and then use it. All right, guys, let's jump into the five ways, the only five ways that agents get customers, okay? Look, we overcomplicate the shit out of this, don't we? It's really easy because we get into the, the details of how things are done or should I do it this way or that way? I get it. But it starts with choosing the right strategy. And by understanding these five ways that people or that businesses get customers, only five, there's only five options. When you understand this, you can make a better decision on which strategies to focus on. Okay, so we're going to not just give you the, the list of five, but talk in depth about each one so you can understand the pros and the cons to each. Let me just say this up front. There are pros and cons to each. Okay? There, there's no one perfect one. There's some that are better than others, but that depends on your definition of better. And my job here is to dive into that. Okay, what does better actually mean? What are the pros and cons of each one? Um, some are extremely expensive, but pay off. Some cost no money, but take a lot of time. Some take a longer time to start seeing results from. Some you see immediate results, but are not... Um, not very high leverage. You just have to keep doing them over and over and over. And, and once you, once you can grasp all of this, my hope is that you, you can make a better decision on which direction to go on which strategies that you're going to focus on to get new clients. If you can master this and and you don't only need to pick one, but you're going to start with one and master it and then add on. Okay. When you master this and you can really control your ability to get new clients, no recession, no interest rate jump, no inflation, no bullshit uh, can stop you. You're going to continue growing in any market, in any market, because you're doing the right things and you know how to get new people in the door. Hopefully, you can do that for as, uh, as inexpensively as possible, and, and that can really, that's really scalable if you can do that. So let's just jump into this shit, shall we? Enough of a... Uh, you guys are probably like, shit, Dustin, shut the hell up and get into it. So without further ado, number one, the first of the only five ways real estate agents can get new clients is one-on-one. Okay? A business can go tell people, hey, check this out. We offer this product or service. So you, you offer a service. Hey, we offer this. And you tell people one-on-one, whether that's walking up to random people on the street, or maybe it's making phone calls, uh, to strangers or hopefully people that already know you somehow, some way. So then it's not a cold call. Uh, most of the time, this one-on-one telling people what you do is done in our industry through door knocking. Now, if you're, this is also very low leverage. Okay. There's, you can't really leverage this at all because you, you have to keep doing this, this one at a time. You have to keep going out and talking to people one at a time and telling them what you do trying to convince them why they should hire you and do it enough time so that people do hire you. There's zero leverage there, but it also doesn't cost you any money. It costs you a shitload of your time, which I believe is more valuable. You don't ever, time is non-refundable. Oh, by the way, but it works. So if you're, if you're starving, if you don't have a whole lot going on, you don't have any budget, uh, but you do have time, you could go door knocking. Okay. If you want even more leverage to do more faster, Phone calls, okay? Cold calling is higher leverage than door knocking, but it's also less impactful because you're not 
meeting face to face, right? It's easier to hang up on somebody. It's easier to talk shit to somebody or be a dickhead to somebody over the phone than it is face to face. So there's pros and cons there, but that's very low leverage. It can work. Like I said in the beginning, all of these work, all of them work, but which one do you want to choose to spend your time doing? Okay. So there, number one is telling people what you do one-on-one trying to get business one-on-one. Okay. Number two, attracting people to you through your content on social media, through a YouTube channel, through your videos on reels and TikToks and Facebook reels and all, you know, LinkedIn, all the places, your stories, um, you know, any content that could be writing a blog, any content that you write and put it out there to attract people to you. That is step number, not step, but that's, that's number two. It's also very high leverage because you could spend 90 seconds recording a video and post it. Okay. That video could cost you nothing. Or if you have a video editor and maybe you had to go buy some equipment. So like there, there could be some minimal cost in there, but if you're just using your phone and you record a quick video, like we had Paige Steckling on the, on the, on the, on the podcast a few months ago, Utah real estate page. She did a few TikToks that reached millions of people and her businesses exploded because of it. She just used her iPhone and some time. So it's extremely high leverage, extremely low cost. Okay. It's not always so high leverage because in the beginning you may not have the skills or the personality or the confidence or the ability to pick hooks or topics that people actually like topics of videos that people want to see or hooks that will get their attention enough to see it. You may have to practice that. You may not be ready for that yet. That takes practice. So it may take you a lot more time than it does others. But attracting people to you is extremely low cost and high leverage because that one piece of content can attract an infinite number of people to, to you to hire you. So that, this is why I have such a hard on about content marketing. It's, it's so high leverage. You could literally do one video, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, and you have three people that are like, hey, uh, tell me more about that. That's amazing, right? So that's number two, content marketing. Number three, paid ads. So this is content, but content that you pay to put out there. Now, this can also be very high leverage, but also highly expensive. It can be, all right? Of course, you could do some Facebook ads that you only spend two, three, four hundred $400 a month on that brings in 100 or so leads. Yes, that's possible. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to take you a bunch of time But what a lot of agents in this industry use is Zillow. So Zillow is, they're using number three here, paid ads. They are paying a high amount of money, a very large amount of money to have their face or their name or, you know, to have visibility on Zillow. Same with realtor.com and any other portal that you're paying to be uh, introduced to people searching for homes. It's high leverage, but it's also high cost. Um, and, and the thing is, there's a lot, there's a lot of teams out there that spend like tens of thousands, sometimes 50,000, sometimes a hundred thousand dollars a month, every single month. If that ad spend ever stops, guess what happens? Their business evaporates. Now, hopefully they're getting some referrals from past clients because they've sold homes in the past, but they're certainly not operating at the level that they're used to and that they need to, to maintain. So it's a double-edged sword. Paid ads can be fantastic. But if you don't have a budget, it kind of you know limits you. Um, and, and if we're being honest, those with the biggest budgets, those who can spend the most, will win that game. You can't. You cannot beat Zillow 
in a paid ads game. You can beat them in a content marketing local game, of course. But if you want to play the paid ads game, the biggest budget wins. So number three is paid ads. Number four, getting recommended by affiliates. Affiliate marketing, okay? What this means to you as a real estate agent in our industry is if a divorce attorney recommends you to their clients, okay? John and Susie go into their divorce attorney. They're like, hey, we need to get divorced. Um, we, we have a property to sell. And the divorce attorney is like, you know what? I know Sally over here. She's a great agent. Let me refer you. That's an affiliate recommendation. It's, it's an affiliate recommendation if you also pay them or give some sort of finder's fee or referral fee or something to compensate somebody for that recommendation. Uh, like you guys that have gone to Amazon and used my Amazon store, massiveagentpodcast.com slash Amazon. You go and check out some stuff. Uh, Amazon will pay me a small percentage of the sale. If you guys decide to buy something, they will pay me out of their proceeds a little bit because I sent traffic to the store and I brought them a customer, right? So that's how affiliate marketing works. Uh, when on Instagram, you see people are like, hey, use my link for this. If you're going to buy this, use my link. That's affiliate marketing. That can happen with professionals in our industry as well. A lot of agents sometimes get referred to uh, by contractors. Somebody hires a contractor to remodel, and then they're like, you know what? This place is great, or we actually need more space, or we don't like it anymore, or we just got a job in a new city. We need to sell. And then the contractor's like, oh, well, I work with this agent over here. Let me let me hook you up with their information. So affiliate recommendations from other professionals is number four. And number five is referrals from past clients. You can get referrals from past clients. This is by far the lowest cost, at least later. Okay. It's the lowest cost and the, and the highest leverage. If you can get referrals from past clients, it's amazing. Attracting with content is equally as amazing, but, uh, what happens with referrals from past clients is that referral gives you credibility as well. So you're going to convert a lot more of them. Your content can do the same thing. Absolutely. The, the thing that you need to know about getting referrals from past clients, first, you have to have past clients. So if you're new, getting referrals from past clients, not really in the cards yet. Then not only do you have to have clients and help them close, but you have to do a great job. And then you have to stay in touch so that they remember you. And when you do a great job of that and you put in a lot of time and effort into that, then you can get a bunch of referrals and those referrals are free, but you had to work for them, right? It's high leverage and low cost because you're not paying for those referrals. Maybe you're you know, sending a Starbucks gift card to thank somebody for their referral or whatever you guys decide to do there, but you're not directly paying for the referral like you would an affiliate commission. So for new agents, that, that one's just not in the cards yet. You can get referrals from people that, that know you, of course. But uh, the referrals from past clients are great. This, this is why online reviews are so key. Online reviews are an example of this. This is why you want to have as many Google reviews as possible. Because if somebody's looking for an agent in your city, and then they go search agent in Seattle or agent in you know, Orlando, they see an agent with 550 five-star Google, Google reviews, and then they see you with 17. Who is more credible in their eyes? Let's just be honest. They don't know either one of you. They're just going off the social proof that those, that those reviews give. And so they're like, uh, okay, obviously it's this person with the 548 reviews versus the 17. So they're going to contact that person because social proof says they're better 
they do more business, they're better, they're liked more. So that's how that that's how that plays. Uh, the more you can build out your reviews now, the better. Uh, and it and it takes time. You don't. And let me just say this: you don't need 548 reviews for it to make sense. I've gotten. I've had people come to me and hire me to be their agent when I had less than 20 Google reviews, when I had like, or even 13 Facebook reviews because they, they went and looked through it and, and reviews weren't the only thing they were looking for. Not everybody looks only at reviews. Usually reviews are just part of it. They use that to help them make their decision based on all the other stuff they see. So if they see your content, they watch your videos, they read your article, uh, and then they see your reviews, the reviews are kind of the icing on the cake and helps push them off the fence and say, okay, this person is credible. They've helped other people. They've actually done what they say that they can do in their videos and their content. So awesome. That validates it. Let's hire them. Let me recap these for you guys. The only five ways that agents can get business. Number one, one one-on-one, door-to-door, face-to-face, asking people for business. Number two, attract them with your content, with your videos, with your blog posts on social. Number three, paid ads. You're running ads on YouTube, Zillow, wherever else. Number four, affiliate recommendations from other professionals like a divorce attorney or a contractor. And number five, referrals from past clients. Okay, there's really only five. There's no, like, wait, what about number six? I guarantee you guys that are like, hey, what about this? It falls into one of those five. So now that you've gotten the breakdown, I don't even know if that's proper English, but you get the point. Now that you, now that you have the breakdown and you can think more about these, which one sounds best to you? Which ones do you want to, to, uh, to focus your time on? Now, ideally, you get to a point where you can focus on a few of them, of course, so that you can be multifaceted and have business coming in different ways from different groups of people. That's fantastic. But I would bet you that the two that, st- that stick out the most are attracting clients for free with your content and referrals from others, referrals from past clients, referrals from other agents. If you're very active on social media or you're part of a brokerage that has a referral group or whatever, you can be getting lots and lots of referrals from other agents in other markets. It happens. I, I used to get a ton of my business that way as well. Those are the lowest cost and the most highly leverageable And then once you start to do some business, then you have some budget, then you can get into paid ads and really start to scale quickly that way and then have enough business to provide to any team members. If you want to build a sales team or whatever you're trying to do, you've got to start somewhere. So based on what, what I laid out, what do you want high leverage or low leverage? Do you want high cost or low cost pick? And then once you dive into that, if we're talking, you know, content marketing and attraction, then you can get into the weeds of, Okay, what sh- what types of videos should I do? Should I do a YouTube channel or should I focus on doing reels and TikToks? Should I write blog posts or should I do this? Maybe it's I don't know what the answer is for you, but how to do the attraction through content, that's where you can really get into all the details. And we have plenty of shows in the past about that, plenty of episodes. I talk about that a hell of a lot in our team group in the in our massive agent society coaching calls and uh it can, re- it can really get complicated, but here's what I've noticed, guys. Those, that are, those agents that are really crushing it right now, they are focusing on one or two things and doing it really, really freaking well. When you focus on just a couple things, all of your time and effort and energy goes into it, and it can be better, and then you can stay more consistent with it. 
when you start getting off into four or five different things that you're doing, it's really hard to stay consistent with all of them and to do any of them really super awesome well. So focus on one or two strategies, get really good at it. And once you do, I think you'll find that your business starts growing and then you can start to add on and branch out and do more things, but don't get ahead of yourself. Don't think that you need to do everything. What's ideal is not always what's reasonable at, at that time. Okay. Ideally, yeah, you do all of these strategies. You do social media media and have videos everywhere multiple times a day. That's ideal. Is that reasonable to do so? Probably not. Not yet. So it's something to work towards and you have to start with one thing, do it really well, kick ass, and then move on and scale and add more on over time. I hope this has been super helpful for you guys. Let me know. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. Let me know which one you found to be most helpful, which one you have decided to do yourself. And if you found value in this episode, please consider sharing it with any agent you're friends with, a team member, your broker, share it within your brokerage. And uh, you know, if, if you found value from it, if you learned something, there's plenty of other agents out there that are seeking that knowledge as well. So when you share it, you're helping them out. You're helping us out to grow the show, grow our audience, which we appreciate. So thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you go get the 30-day free trial for follow-up boss, massiveagentpodcast.com slash follow-up boss. And to educate yourself and learn how to educate your clients and have some really awesome graphics and graphs to like break down complicated shit into uncomplicated shit, stuff that's like the average person can understand, check out Keeping Current Matters. Those guys kick ass at what they do and they make our jobs much easier. I will see you guys next week. Take care. Have a great weekend.